Hello, you're listening to Her Works to Follow. My name is Victoria. And I'm Navani. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about racism in New Bedford in the 1800s and the way different women fought against it. Stay tuned, because we'll be right back. Welcome to an episode of Her Works to Follow. Today's topic is African American women in the 1800s. So, and I'm here with Victoria. Hi. So, Victoria. Are there any African-American women in your community who did something important in the past? Um, yes, there are plenty, but right now I can only think of Elizabeth Carter Brooks. What'd she do? Can you tell me more about her? Um, well, she was born in Bedford in 1867, and her mother was a slave of John Tyler, who was our 10th president. But she herself was not a slave, obviously. Um, during high school, she graduated from New Bedford High, and for college, she went to the Swain Free School of Design. But one of her accomplishments, she was like the first African American to graduate from New Bedford's Harrington Normal School for Teachers. So, like back then, that was probably like a really big accomplishment. Yeah. Because like there weren't many like like not just African American, but like specifically like women who graduated and her first teaching job was in Brooklyn and she helped organize the Colored Women's Club. Um, She became the fourth president of the National Association for Colored Women's Club. So like that was also a big achievement and she was also the first African-American woman hired for as a public school teacher and she she teach? She taught at um, Taylor School for like 25 years, so it was really big. And also, like one of her interests, she really liked helping the elderly. So she designed like um, the New Bedford Home for the Age in 1908. And she was also asked to design the building for the Phyllis Wheatley YWCA um, because of her experience in um, design. And she later, like in her early life, obviously, she later, she married um, Bishop Samson Brooks in 1930, and they moved to Texas. But unfortunately, four years later, he passed away, and she moved back to New Bedford. And that's when she became, she worked with the NAACP and she helped preserve the Sergeant William H. Carney House and organized the Elizabeth Carter Brooks Junior Girls Club. And she talked about ways, like, during then, she always talked about ways to, like, preserve the women of Africa, the, like, preserve the history of, like, African-American men and women. But unfortunately, she died in 1951. But... Obviously, the city honored her by naming Elizabeth Carter Brooks School after her in 1957. So, yeah, that's really all about her. How, how do you think that affects like people today, like thinking about her accomplishments and stuff? I think that like through everything that she did, she really helped like show like back then it was really like un like it wasn't common for like her to, like, just as a woman and as an African-American, like, 
woman also, it wasn't common for her to become like the first public school teacher. So like that was like a great accomplishment. And like today you could see that there's like, we have mixed teachers. Like we don't just have like straight, like non-colored people or like just straight, like colored people. Like it's all mixed. And I think that what she did was really great and that her mother was a slave. So like she even came out of like having like a bad childhood, I guess. And she still came out and did something amazing for the community. So I really think that's really good. Are there any other people we could think about? Um, another important African-American woman in our community would probably be Rosetta Douglas. Isn't she the daughter of the former slave, Frederick Douglass? Um, yeah, that's her. Um, she was, she's not really recognized for, like, everything that she's done. Though, um, all the, like, stuff is mostly pinned on her father. But she, um, she was, at a young age, she was really, like, segregated to an all-girls school. So, she (laughs) would, um, she was also the only black girl, so... She would um, have to go into, like, a different class with, like, just by herself and not with the non-colored people. So, like, her father wrote about her experience in his newspaper, The North Star. But later on, she was, um, he, she became sort of like an assistant, you could say, to her father. And she worked in his office. She would, like, fold papers. But, like, during that time, she, that's where she really learned about, like, activism and all this stuff that colored people would go through. So she um, she like helped her father realize all the problems. Yeah, problems that black people or just any like women would like go through. And so yeah. I I think she's important because like without her, she like like her she went to the first conference of the National Federation of Afro-American Women in Washington, D.C. with Harriet Tubman. And I think that's, like, so important because without her, like, her father would have never knew, like, all the problems we went through. And, like, she, like, like, let him know. And I just think she's important. How do you think her, like, her helping her father, like, if she didn't, how do you think it would affect today? Um... Well, I think that he he wouldn't he probably wouldn't have done as much stuff as he did do for like colored people, and I think that like raising awareness is really like important because you just you can't just like sit around and let people like treat you or whoever like that you have to like really stand up for what you believe in so I think that it's important that she's like an example for like people our age or like younger or whatever just to like know that she like stood up for what she believed in and she told her father and her father did something about it and like adding on to what you said about raising awareness yeah I don't think a lot of like black people who weren't facing these troubles they didn't really know that was happening to other black people. Yeah. And, like, or they just didn't know how to, like, like, reach out about her, like, tell people about her, like, something. But, yeah.
We have a few questions we're going to ask each other. So, Navani, what's the first one? What achievement are you most proud of? Um, an achievement I'm proud of is probably graduating um, elementary school. Um, because I was just like so excited. I don't know. I just thought I like won the lottery. I was so excited that day. But it was also embarrassing because um, I was like one of the first people to be called up. So I was like so nervous and like anxious. My aunt, she's so extra. Because when I got up to walk up to get my diploma, she yelled, go, she yelled, go Navani. And then after that, we got pizza. So, the next question. What's the worst and best thing about being female? Uh, I think the best thing about being a female is that we're able to, like, reproduce so, like, we could, like, have kids and then can't. So, I think that's, like, the best. And we have a higher pain, like, one of the best things, too, is that we have higher pain tolerance than men. Yeah. So, so. even if they were able to give birth, they would not be able to handle it. Yep. Um, I don't really think we have a worse do we I, yeah i don't think there's anything bad about being a female but um what movie or book character are you most similar to oh it's not a movie character it's like a tv show so i like spongebob so i think i'm most similar to sandy because i'm like really smart and i like sports yeah she's really active but um for me <laughs> um for me i think i'm similar in some ways to um meg in the wrinkle in time movie why uh, i don't know because she's like i don't know just the way she thinks she's she's also like she's like clever so yeah. like i think what clever. historic woman are you most similar to um I think the historic woman I'm most similar to is like Rosa Parks because she stood up for what she believed in. I was going to say that too because I feel like I would. Because she stood up for like, she thought it was unfair that black people should move their seats for white people on the bus. So she started a boycott and then yeah. she got arrested. Yeah. I, f I feel like I'm like just like her too because I feel like if I was put in that position, I would do the same thing. And like she's like, brave. Yeah, she's like brave. Yeah. What the next question is? What are you most passionate about, and what do you wish you were more passionate about? Um, I'm really passionate about like writing or like English and social studies, but I wish I was more passionate about like math and science, cause like those are like my weaker subjects. So like. I'm not really like into them as much as I am with English and social studies. For me, I think well, it's opposite because I'm most passionate about math, but I'm I wish I was more passionate about ELA because I like hate writing essays because I do them so often. <laughs> so, what's the weirdest tradition your family has? For me, the weirdest tradition is my grandmother used to make us at the first day of every month. My grandmother would make us look at ourselves in the mirror. And say rabbit rabbit for good luck um i don't have a weird tradition but i do have a tradition uh, that on um 
Thanksgiving, we in my family, we all like eat as a whole, like a whole on the table, and we have to sit a certain way. Like my dad's at the head of the table, my mom is on the side, my older brother, and my other brother, and then me. So it's like, in by age kind of you would say. If you could choose anyone living or dead, who would you choose to lead our country? I would choose Michelle Obama because she was the president. She was the wife of the president Barack Obama, and she already did so much for to, for our country. And she would be the first woman president and the first African American woman president. So she'd break those two barriers. Um, I would choose her husband because uh, I just really like him. He's really smart and he knows what he's doing as president. What are, the next question is? What are you most grateful for? Um, I'm really grateful for my family um, because they're really like supportive and I just love them. And I'm really also supportive for like the friends that I have in school and out of school because they're also really supportive and they're really fun to be around and yeah. How about you? I'm most grateful for my family too. And also that I'm in a dual enrollment program from like starting my high school years early. So it's like open smart doors for my future. If you could dedicate your life to solving one problem, what problem would you choose? Um, I would choose to, um, to dedicate my life to solving why people would like murder other people. So like to see like if it's all like mental, like their mental like state of mind or is it just like, you know. Or just, it could be something from their past. Yeah. That, like made them want to. Yeah. And like what's the most effective and like how can we like stop that from happening um i would change like animal abuse because people will, like because deforestation for us to grow factories it takes away animals habitats so they like will die easier in the wild mm. and then and they'll get like lost and they go wander into people's yards because of deforestation and then they'll and we will call animal control on them to like get them out of their presence yeah choose anyone living or dead who would you choose to have lunch with um i think i would choose to have lunch with emmett till because he um he's close to my age so i would have like we would have like something in similar um in common not in similar sorry um <laughs> so yeah we would have something in common and um i would just like see like what happened what really happened that day and like why or like I don't know but I would just like want to know all the stuff that happened like before and he died. You can also get like his perspective of how people were back then. Like yeah. personal perspective. Yeah. I would choose like a refugee from Sudan because you could they could tell you about their stories of how they got to the US and like how their life was before the war mm -hmm. and how it changed their life and like they saw family who came with them. If they lost some family. Yeah. The last question is, what historic woman would you most want to meet, and what would you talk about with her? Um, for a historic woman, I think I would choose Harriet Tubman because she, like, what she did with like the Underground Railroad and like 
freeing slaves. I would like to see like how she like set that up or how she like organized all those like important like meetings and stuff like that. I would pick Rosa Parks to ask to like to talk to her about how she like was she scared to stay in her seat and get arrested. Yeah. Or if she wasn't scared and she was just like being really brave. Yeah. And I would ask her if she's always been like against those technically rules her whole childhood. Yeah. listening we hope you enjoyed once again this is victoria and the and we'll see you next time on her, her works, works do follow, follow.